Listener Production. Why mining stocks were a driving force of our market this week. And find out what could move our market next week. Good afternoon, I'm Steve. And I'm Laura. It's Friday the 9th of June. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Happy Friday, Laura. We've reached the end of the week. We have indeed, and it's been a massive week. Today we had our first gain since Monday, not quite enough to get us into positive territory for the week, unfortunately, so three straight weeks of declines. We had a bit of everything this week. Started well on Monday, best gain in almost two months, thanks to, in part, signs that uh, growth in wages in the US is slowing. That could mean fewer rate hikes over there. With debt ceiling issues being resolved, which has been helpful. And then, of course, what derailed the gains? An Ba-ba. interest rate hike on Tuesday, a surprise rate hike, which not too many economists out there were expecting. We fell for three days. And even though we rose today, as I said, not quite enough to get us a bit higher this week. No, we needed another third of 1% to just be even for the week. So we didn't quite get there, but I'm going to focus on the positive. We lifted to end the week, but Over the course of the week, still not so good, but we're not going to focus on that. It's fine. If we have a look at sector performance, we had five of 11 sectors improving. Tech and miners did best and banks did pretty well as well. If we look at what happened over the week, though, we saw tech stocks and interest rate sensitive real estate stocks, including Lend-Lease and Domain as some of the worst. They fell most. So if we look back to last week, we saw tech stocks doing almost the best, second best. Mm. And then this week they were the worst, but we saw miners as as the best ones this week. Exactly right. So if we do take a look at the week overall and some of those best and worst that we saw over the last five days, you're absolutely right. Miners right at the top of the list. And one of the reasons was there was excitement about China and the fact that it's open to the idea of supporting the property market. And that's very important because iron ore demand makes up something like 40% of demand in China when it comes to the property market. So BHP, Rio, Fortescue up between 3 and 5% this week. Energy companies also big winners over the course of at least a couple of days, but they didn't really do that well over the week. But one of the reasons why they did reasonably well over the past five days was the fact that there was an announcement that Saudi Arabia, one of the world's largest oil producers, this was on the weekend, uh, said it's going to cut the amount of oil it's producing. So less oil out there means higher prices. And then we had resource stocks just broadly dominating the winners list. The losers, as you pointed out, tech, property really did quite poorly as well this week. And companies like Domain and REA Group, which is behind realestate.com.au, you know, the more rate hikes we get, the worse that generally is for the strength of the property market. The final little group there, of course, retailers. They just didn't do that well because, again, more rate hikes, higher rents, fewer dollars left in people's pockets to spend. That's not great news for profits, is it? It's absolutely not. And that's why we saw what we did in terms of sector performance this week. If we go down to individual stock level, we saw Nickel Industries. They lifted most today, Stevie. They did. Nickel Industries was the uh, the big winner today, 13% higher. A lot happening in, a, in an announcement that it released it was. today. I feel like I spent <laughs> half my day reading that announcement. <laughs> Trying to figure it out. But, but really what it seemed to boil down to was that it rose 13%. For a few reasons, but one, it's receiving almost a billion dollar investment from an Indonesian firm, which is buying about a 20% stake in the group. Most of their mines are in Indonesia. Yeah, so they've they've purchased these shares at a premium price, 27% higher than yesterday's price. 
but also the purchase alleviates some of the financial burden that comes from growing and developing some mines in Indonesia, uh, a nickel and cobalt one in particular. So shares up today, up 1% this year. So it's not like it's been shooting the lights out in 2023. Absolutely not. But if we look at today's second best performer, we had Imugene. They're a cancer treatment company. They lifted 7.5% after its cancer treatment trials progressed to the next phase. So it's it's a study for patients with solid tumours. About one week ago on the 1st of June, they dosed their first patient. On that day, we surprisingly saw their shares falling. But now the study is progressing further. The whole study is expected to be completed over the course of two years. It started back in May 2022, so about another year to go. And obviously this would be revolutionary if they get it across the line because they're trying to cure cancer. Yes. It's remarkable technology, a virus that they inject basically locates cancer cells, Very low them. volume of the, the virus, yep, of course. Infects them, kills them, and leaves the rest of the body alone. It's almost the start of a, a horror movie that goes terribly <laughs> wrong. Hopefully it doesn't, but today, big standout. Exactly right. And we've been talking about this one quite often. Of course, we keep getting updates on what's happening with the cancer study, and I think we will continue to. Mm-hmm. And Austal was another um, big mover. It didn't do so well today, down about 3%, but... It went on a seven-day winning streak and is up 19% this month, rose 26% three weeks ago. So this is one of the world's biggest ship builders, and it won an important contract with the US Navy worth over $3 billion US dollars a few weeks ago. So it's building 110-meter surveillance ships. So the more deals it gets to build ships for the US Navy, the better its share tends to perform. But today, you know, a bit of an underwhelming move. ALS was another one today. They're a lab testing company. They fell after trading ex-dividend. They were down about 1.9%. And I mentioned this yesterday, so they'll be paying out a 19.4 cent dividend and that will be paid to eligible shareholders on the 6th of July. Levisa was another one that caught my eye at the outset of this week. We spoke about retail stocks. This is another one of them. Today they fell due to a target price cut. But it's been falling a lot recently. So this year alone, it's fallen 21% so far. Yeah. And when we say price target cut, it's basically when a broker out there puts a target on generally for 12 months down the track saying, this is what we think the share price might be a a year out. So that can move share prices, especially with some of the bigger brokers out there when they say, we think the share price is going to be 20% lower than where it is today or 50% lower. It's not always going to be right. So no, it's usually wrong. Look, because it's it's almost impossible to predict where a share price is going to be exactly in 12 months time. But these are brokers that, you know, and analysts that tend to be kind of specialists in their field. Mm -hmm. And that's why they tend to carry a bit of weight behind them as well. So if if they say the shares are going to go up, we usually see the share price going up. And if they say they think it's going to be down or they cut the target price, then we usually see the shares falling over there. Yeah. And you can get analysts like different brokers basically coming out on the same day. And that, that carries more weight, right? And sometimes they're different. One sometimes will they're say they're, they're rising yep. it. Some will say they're, they're falling. Exactly. It's the same thing with economists when they make predictions about, exactly. say, where interest rates are going to be or where they reckon what they reckon might happen to jobs. I mean, mm. you can make a prediction, but, you know, you have slight changes or or different numbers that you go off and that could create totally different uh, targets and estimates as well. So it's something something to keep in mind. It's just like the difference of opinion. So when we're talking about interest rate hikes earlier in the week, we said, you know, markets are pricing in no rate hike. It just depends on what different 
people's opinion is based on the data that they're examining. Exactly. That's a good point as well, because on Tuesday, 10 in 30 economists were expecting a rate hike and we got a rate hike. So there were 20 of 30 that said no rate hike at all. So um, take that with a grain of salt, I guess. But (laughs) let's look forward. Some of the stuff to watch perhaps in the, uh, the coming evening and next week as well? Well, tonight we'll have unemployment from Canada being mm-hmm. released. Yeah, and it's probably not really a, a market-moving event, you'd you'd imagine. Next week, though. Oh, my God. There's so story. much to get through about mm. next week. Monday, not so much because Monday, we're not here and the market's closed. <laughs> it's still important to mention that, though. There's yep. so much. So, of course, the King's birthday, we'll have a public holiday for that. The highlight of next week in Australia will be the jobs data coming yep. out on Thursday. Yep, that definitely is is key because um, this is important for rate hikes as well. So last, just to refresh your memory, this is for May. Last time we got this report a month ago, the unemployment rate unexpectedly went from three and a half to 3.7%. There were around 4,000 jobs lost and that created you know, a bit of excitement that maybe we wouldn't get a rate hike. Exactly. And it didn't happen. But So we've been seeing quite a tight job market mm-hmm. prior to that. So basically what that means is less people are working and that means, I guess, that the economy is slowing down and what's happening with interest rate hikes is working. Exactly. And you probably need a number of months to see that type of trend continue. So that's why that's going to be and important on Thursday. One of the indicators as well. Absolutely is one. There's lots of other stuff to watch though. If we look overseas in the US... So much. Each day there's yeah. something. So let's start with Tuesday because that's when things really start to kick off. Inflation data. Inflation. So this the happens once a month, right? And it tells us, you know, to what extent prices are lifting in the United States. Super important for interest rate hikes. And we'll get to that. We're Wait, talking about this Wednesday. so much, but go on. <laughs> there's Wednesday in between yeah. there. There's so much coming up. So we'll get the, the monthly inflation data. Yep. That'll come out at 10.30 p.m. Sydney time on Tuesday night. The following day, we'll get business inflation on Wednesday, producer price index. And then Thursday morning, our time. 4 a.m. Is when we find out what happens to interest rates. They're so expecting. No their, change. No change. Yeah. Exactly. So the estimates at the moment, there's about a 30% chance that we will get a rate hike of a quarter of a percent. Yeah. So it's going to really come down to what happens with inflation, especially the consumer inflation, but also the business one you mentioned a, a day later. And keep in mind that even though we had a rate hike here this week, they might not get one next week, their interest rates are way higher than ours. So their 5. interest rates are 5.25%. Ours is just over four. Exactly. Right? Theirs is the highest it's been since 2007, so 16 years. Mm-hmm. And we just went to 4.1, as you said. Yep. And then on Thursday night, we get a, an important meeting in Europe where they'll make a decision on what to do with rates. And the yeah. estimates there is that they could get a rate hike another small one of a quarter of a percent, that will take their rates up to to 4%. Then from China, the -hmm. biggest day of the month, the data dump, as we like to call it, we get the most information or or the most data out of China that we get in a single day. Yep. And that's going to be um, super important as well. That comes out on a monthly. That's on... That'll be on Thursday. That's on Thursday as well. So Thursday is going to be a pretty big day. A lot happening yeah, rate on Rate hike in the US or potential rate hike in the US, which is, seems unlikely at the moment, but you never know in well, the morning. I guess we might see what happens with that inflation data as well. We will. Because they're very data dependent. Yeah. So Thursday is the big day if we had to pick one, I guess. Yeah, uh, as far jobs, as jobs in Australia. China, yeah. Everything. Uh, the Fed meeting as well. But um, it's going to be a pretty busy week. And we'll have a bit of catch up as well because we're closed Monday. The US is going to be open. They're not Mm -hmm. celebrating the king's birthday. No. no. There might be some that do, but most (laughs) probably won't. Well, they won't get a holiday for it anyway. Yeah.
Well, on that note, everyone, have a great long weekend. And of course, a reminder again that the market is closed on Monday, but it will be back online as per normal on Tuesday. And I'll catch you then. Stevie will catch you in about two and a half weeks. Cheers. Ciao. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.